Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Completely Fucking Clueless podcast. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy. And my name is Audrey Jean Flowers, and we both use she, her pronouns. That we do, you guys. I have to complain for a second. I really don't want to come on here and be so negative, but I just had the Uber ride from literal hell yeah i feel like you have bad luck with ubers and i don't know why literal hell it's probably because i take so many of them so i just get so many experiences ubers in new york i i within the first 10 minutes this man had made three different wrong turns and i was like uh, there was two different forms of gps's right in front of him i was like we should just turn on you know the signals like if something is going on here and then we finally get into the city and my dumbass i mean i guess i never would check to see if there were street closures or stuff it's not something i would check i think the closest i get is like i most times like even when i know exactly where i'm going double checked everything in a maps app to make sure that there's nothing funky happening with like the subway lines. Oh. Um, I've gotten in the habit of that because like particularly on weekends in New York, like there's always closures. There's always like something or another that's making things strange. So I find it's always worth double checking because there have been times where like full lines are shut down and I miss the memo. Yeah. I need to do that from now on, especially on the weekends because there's this thing called like summer street where all the people are frolicking on fifth avenue so i this car was on the east side and we had to get over to the west side to get to your apartment and all the roads were blocked off it was mayhem i was just like literally i was supposed to the uber was supposed to pull up here at 12 38 <laughs> and it showed no, up at like 11 20 1 30 currently our initial plan was to record at 11 30 <laughs> Which I'm no percent mad at, but I just thought was funny. So I thought I would. I know. Like, this is so like, usually like I can be an hour late, but like literally I'm like two hours late this time. It was insane. I was like texting Olivia. I was like, I'm so fucking annoyed. It worked for me because my place is still kind of messy right now because I've been uh, doing that work thing all week. Um, But it's less messy. How is work going? Give us give us the update. It's going well. I like my coworkers. What's weird is like mm, previously my experience with the retail was like, Everyone was a BFA bitch, like sing yes. after dancer, and like almost no one is, which is kind of nice having just like a different sort of group and dynamic of people. Um, it's a lot smaller and a lot more intimate. Nice. Um, I like it a lot. I mean, retail's not what I want to do forever, but for the most part, I'm enjoying it. That's good. Um, but as we were just talking about briefly before off mic, I'd prefer to not work. Literally, <laughs> I okay. So I realized. So I was having an emotional day yesterday. That's how I'll preface this. I was having an emotional day yesterday. And how that ended was me realizing that I'm getting my period next week. Yeah. And then me thinking, like, maybe I should go back on birth control. Because I this entire week, like, I have just kind of been down in the dumps the entire mm-hmm. week. Like, not feeling great. The week, okay, I went to the Beyonce concert last Sunday, which was yes. incredible. Had so much fun. Did have a little bit too much to drink. So my Monday just started off on the wrong foot. And for me, it's really hard when Monday starts, like, not great. It, like, throws my mental state off completely. So that was, like, the first hiccup of the week. Like, I was severely hungover all Monday. And then Tuesday, I wasn't, like, feeling well, like, physically. Like, my stomach was having, like, gross issues and whatnot. And then, like, I just continued to go down, like, every single day mentally and just feeling, like, frustrated. I think something that I've been feeling all summer long is, like, trying to figure out how to balance everything that's going on in my life while having a full-time job. And it's really hard. It's just, like, that's all I can say is it's so hard because... 
I really do enjoy my job, but like at the end of the day, is that what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? Probably not. Um, like I love our podcast and would love like things in this world to continue to flourish, but it's so hard to give yourself to that when you're also working a full-time job, but you don't have a choice but to work a job because the world is so fucking expensive. And also like there's the pressure from like society and parents, like you're 25, like you got to do something now. And it's just like, <laughs> like literally that is all I could say like I was getting so emotional about it yesterday because I was telling Olivia about it and Olivia's like what could you like if you could change anything about your current situation like what would you change and I was just joking around for most of it but I was like I would never work ever again <laughs> um but like what I really want to change is like being able to focus on the podcast again because I feel like I just like haven't been able to and it like annoys me you know yeah. you know when you like want to put effort into something and like you just don't have as much to giving so you're just like beating yourself up internally yes yeah that's where I'm at a little I get that it's it's a bitch. It's a bitch and a half because um, I feel like I've grown so much this summer in this residency and it's been so great and I do really enjoy it. But working full time and then like having all the other things around it, it's really fucking difficult. And I can't even imagine pre pandemic worlds. Yeah, she was a different beast. Like, I can't imagine because I do have the absolute pleasure of like working remotely most mm -hmm. of the time and being able, it's very flexible in that way. Um, so I can't even imagine pre pandemic times. I mean, places are really starting to try and bring people back into the offices. Yes. Which I personally think is majorly because the CEOs of these companies also tend to own real estate and so when mm. people aren't using their, their office real estate. buildings then they lose fucking money I mean there was literally a quote of some CEO or something that I saw a video of him going around on uh TikTok uh where he was like a nice little recession will clear that up and like he said that in a very casual way of like but like if the recession like hits a bit harder then people will start going back in the mm. offices more because they're forced to and like don't really have room to negotiate and it's like cool cool so again i would like you to think about like it's a nice little recession for you because it means people will start using your office buildings so you'll make more money again but a recession doesn't mean people lose their homes jobs livelihoods so like right. maybe maybe uh, be a little more respectful a little more thoughtful a yeah. little more anything a little more connected to reality a hundred percent i know i think like the nice thing is actually yesterday we had it's called like a fireside chat we mm -hmm. do it with like the higher ups yeah, in yeah. our but uh, oh. i was gonna say in our department what president was it that started the fireside yes, chats i, I know. forgot what president it was I it said was it? whichever one was around when tv started <laughs> roosevelt question mark no, no guys I'm no. not even gonna start guessing because no. I am not I'm good not at this either. shit um but I said it to like an older person the other day I was like oh yeah fireside chats and they were like wait what um but we were having one yesterday and somebody had asked a question about like coming into the office and stuff like that and her opinion on it and I thought she gave a really great answer mm -hmm. and in, in a very like uh, aware answer she was like we are hiring Gen Z we are hiring your generation and what your generation wants is flexibility yeah. so we will never probably go back to that like full you know 100% in office type of life because you know we hire your generation and we want your generation to want to work here and I just thought that was a very respectful answer to give uh, especially for like what we do like I know as a creator for them like mm -hmm. I do like being in the office, but it's hard to be in the office because like doing voiceovers, recording content, like it's just not like the best thing to do Space, there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've just had this really weird down ass week um, that I'm trying to come back from. I got that. Yes. I've been having a lot of problems with waking up from sleep and I feel like it's partially mm. with Zoloft. Yeah. I'm, like uh, the side effect of SSRIs and I had this on Prozac previously is that I have like very vivid dreams mm. but the dreams like on Zoloft as opposed to Prozac are not just vivid but like emotionally charged I'm, yeah yeah and so I'm really struggling with like getting out of it um so interesting I, I, yeah um oh and then also this is from weeks ago the tv show you recommended which one <gasps> traitor traitor 
I tried watching it. Couldn't I, get into I it. I maybe made it minutes in. I found everyone really annoying. Oops. Sorry. It's okay. I'm watching the um, Australian version now too, which I, I enjoy. I think it's a, like a theory of a show that I would really like. I think I just find the people annoying. Yeah. I get that. I, I don't know. I, I think I like the concept too. I think I like it because it's, it's, it's mindless in a way, but it captures my attention enough to get me off my phone. I think that's like the hard thing with TV is like I will still be scrolling on my phone which yeah. is so silly and oh, stupid i'll have like my phone out have a computer on my lap and have the tv going yeah, it's like, insane wh- what am i doing are you watching the summer i turn pretty no i've never watched it interesting yeah the second season is not as good so i was just gonna make that claim um i feel like i might have already recommended the show but i like it so much i'll maybe recommend it again uh after party very good murder mystery very stylistically fun has a lot of good comedians in it i think i already did recommend it but i'm now watching the second season that is in the process of airing very good very funny very cool Ooh, maybe i'll have olivia and i start that tonight yes the first season is all out um wait what platform is it on again apple tv okay i have um And uh, for all my nerdy little bitches uh, <laughs> out there, I'm super late to the game with this, but Good Omens, I finally started watching it. Y'all bitches were right. It's very good. And I love the love story. What Slay. is Good Omens? Did somebody say that in our DMs and I'm just silly mm. and didn't see it? No, oh. no. It's just, it's a show that's, it's, it's, it's been on its second season. It's been out for a while. Um, I never watched Supernatural, but it's very popular with people who I think watched Supernatural back in the day, which my sister mm. was a big Supernatural person. Um but I resisted watching it because I was just like, didn't feel like it. It's very good. I would recommend it highly. Are you on the side of TikTok where you can watch like full TV shows and movies? They come up a lot. And oh I'm going to be honest, not all the time, but like sometimes I'll get caught up in one. And I'm going to be honest. It was, I just finally, I saw a clip of Good Omens and was like, fuck it. I guess I'll watch it. Yeah. Liz was saying that the, uh, last night I had a little wine night with some of my friends and she was saying to me, she was like, I'll watch like full movies on TikTok. With the movies, the movies that come up, the only ones that I watch end up being, like, movies I already know. Yeah. Like, the number of times that um, anytime like, My Sister's Keeper comes up, I always end up watching part of it. I've never watched the full movie, but I know the plot of it. I always end up getting caught up in it. Interesting. Um, But, no, there's been a couple shows that I've ended up watching because of... uh, They've come up for me so many times that eventually I get suckered in. Um, and then I end up watching them for real. Yeah, I am not on that side of TikTok. I didn't know that existed. I don't really want to be on it side, <laughs> but I can't seem to escape it. And for some reason, when they come up, I find myself watching them, even though they annoy me. Yeah. Wait, have you seen that TikTok of that little Nemo kid? Where's my dad? I'm all alone. Oh, yes. Um, And so now I found his like actual TikTok and he's like posting like videos of him from the show actually doing it. It is so cute. And he posted his audition. It was adorable. He was like, my name's blah, blah, blah. I'm this height. And like, and then I was like, this is so cute. That's very cute. It's so cute. Oh, this is very off topic. Okay. So I've been on the dating apps and I'm going to be honest. If you asked me completely, I'd say like 80% of it is probably for validation. Oops. But I randomly decided to go on Bumble the other day. Okay. And I've been randomly going on it every few days. I find it funny. So I always thought of like, it's like Tinder, Bumble and Hinge on like sort of the spectrum, like of like of the biggest dating apps, yes. of what they're sort of for. Like Tinder's the most for hookups. Hinge is the most sort of legit. Yes. Bumble lives in the center. I'm surprised by how many people are fucking wild in on Bumble. The weird, I should have screenshotted it, but like the weird, <laughs> like just like not even subtly like sexual innuendo, but like stuff that's like, I'm looking for a sub, which like is like nope. That's, there's no problem with that, but it's like, it's not what I think of that app being for. Yeah. Because like most of the people I come across, like it seems like more like dating geared profiles. Um, And then every once in a while we'll get one that's just wildly sexual, but they'll still have very normal photos is what always catches me off guard. So I'm like, normal profile, normal profile. And then it's like, are you ready to get fucked? And it just like comes so hard out of nowhere that I'm like, never. And I'm like, ah! And every time I just exit out of the app and I'm like, get away from me. I'm like imagining like a picture of like, family with your dog and then just like last slide i need a dom like yeah like (laughs) dom looking for sub and i'm like oh my god and they just kind of they really catch me out of nowhere that's interesting that reminds me of that app that when we went to the spotify dinner i think it was rayanne was talking about she was like it was like an app that like app like it's like you're very um straight up 
upfront about mm. your sexual like preferences and things yes. that you're into, which I think is interesting. But interesting update and I hope he doesn't get mad about me <laughs> bad about me mad at me for sharing this on the podcast mm-hmm. my brother um has been seeing this girl from hinge and I've been very interested in just like hearing about the process mm-hmm. right so he had talked to her for like two to three weeks and then asked her out on a first date mm-hmm. and I thought it was adorable he came to me and was like Sarah like what cologne do you think I should get and I was like that is so cute um, and like before I know before his date, he went to Sephora and like bought a whole ass cologne because he wanted to smell good, which I thought was sweet. He brought her to the Bronx Zoo, which I think would be a normally a very cute date, but it happened to be like 95 fucking degrees oh, yeah. that day. So they left and then they went and saw the Barbie movie instead. Um, but I feel like that's a good movie to take if you're taking a man on a first date. Find out their opinions real fast. The number of like tiktoks and buzzfeed articles i've seen about like these women breaking up with their longtime boyfriends oh, really? over barbie yeah i love it for iconic. them iconic that's an yeah. iconic move um but i asked him about his date the next day um and you know i was like why did you want to bring her to the zoo on such a hot day he was like you know i wanted to get to know her i wanted to talk yeah. to her i don't like dinner first dates yeah which i thought was very yeah. very telling and cute um And then I asked him if he thought there would be a second date. And he said, that's her choice. So I was like, you seem like a great contender to me. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure this is not his all like all of his experiences on dating apps. Um, But I just thought it was an interesting like timeline. Yes. Um, And then even my. I don't want to talk that long up front. I don't like talking. Yeah, they were talking for a couple weeks. So I maybe want to exchange like maximum absolute maximum like 20 messages mm. counting both sides before we meet up yeah and that's a maximum honestly most of the time it's like 10 and then planning yeah it was so interesting even my cousin who's been staying with us for the summer like he's just going on like he's not seriously dating this girl because he's going back to North Carolina so he was you know he's just been like going on dates with this girl in the city and they went to like the Harry Potter thing in Times Square mm-hmm. it was like this is so interesting because I feel like when I'm talking to my friends about their experiences, it's not that positive. So like, is it because you're the man in the situation and you can sort of dictate the process or are you just getting lucky and finding, you know, I mean, I'm of the opinion that there are more sane adult women that are good to date than there are. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting to me. I think it's like a combination of like sometimes it's just good luck. But then also like I think also women just have more to fear on dates. Like, yeah, like there's just like there is more like for a guy, their worst fear is like they show up and she's ugly for the most part. And like my fear when I meet up with someone is like, hey, what if they murder me? Right. No, literally. (laughs) That is is so very different points of view. That is so true. Cause I feel like uh, uh, the hot second that I was on hinge, you know, when people would be like, let's meet up, I'd be like, Okay, but like, what if you're a serial yeah. killer? What, it, like, how am I just supposed to roll in the fucking good ice right. every time? Like, how am I supposed to vet that it's okay? Uh, you know, you don't. Yeah, I know. You send friends screenshots of their profile, tell everyone where you're going. Yeah, have that's someone, a good idea. like, yeah, yeah. I know one of our friends will FaceTime with them prior, which I thought was an interesting. I, I know some people do that. I, I don't want to do that. I just meet up in a public place. Yeah. Not super late at night. Yeah. Um, but like, I know like even like living alone, like when I would have work shifts at Lulu really late and also with dates, like I do get kind of nervous of there's not anyone waiting for me at home. If I don't show up, no one notices. Oh my God. Um, that's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. Like that is, and I'm going to be honest. I think I got took off the late shifts at Lulu because I mentioned to one of my managers, like, Hey, I'm a woman living alone. And it was also during a time in which my main train line that I took was shut down after 9 p.m., meaning like I was either taking trains that meant I had to walk a long way home, Mm. which didn't feel great, or I was Ubering, which was not at all cost effective. No, no. And even after hearing about, have you heard about the, uh, this is taking a very sad turn here, everybody, but have you heard about the Brooklyn Mirage, like the things that have been happening over there? Mm, Maybe. They found like within like, 
a couple weeks of each other to oh, like two men. Two yes. men um, I didn't and, look into yeah. it, but I saw briefly about it. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, just scary times out there. Always be safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 live, laugh, love. Very fun. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I'm on the dating apps. I would <laughs> I'm on the circle back. Hard, so hard shift. I'm on the dating apps. Um, I'm on the dating apps <laughs> and I'm going on them with somewhat regular frequency. Cool. Um, Have you seen anybody on there that tickles your pickle? There's someone I'm considering going on a date with. Oh, also, okay. I've been suffering from a real case of, uh, oh God, I came up with a word for it yesterday. Uh, I don't know. A pretty girl syndrome, essentially. Um, where Hot girl era. <laughs> I, I haven't told any of my coworkers I have a podcast, so I'm assuming they'll never hear this. I have, my coworkers are all female. And there are some of them that give kind of gay vibes. Oh, ooh. Um, and I, I'm not a shit where you eat person. Like, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> with them. I, I've already done that, and it's a bad idea. And I've watched people do it, and it's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but I would say I've developed a little bit of, like, pretty girl syndrome where it's, like, there's a girl who, like, and I would say there is a part of me that is excited about this. Um, but where I'm, like, seeing a girl who, like, seems kind of gay and is pretty and i just am forgetting how to speak which i as much as that is deeply frustrating and annoying and i'm like don't get invested in any of these people you work with them bad idea the part of me that is kind of like happy and like does find a weird amount of joy in it is because like historically i have never let myself even have like an inkling of a crush on a girl unless i have a hundred percent know she's queer like i've been so like and like whenever i like find a girl attractive like my first thought would be like oh my god like i'm being gross to them mm. just by finding them attractive um and i've been out for years and i still struggle with this yeah um and so the fact that i was just even finding myself getting flustered by like a pretty girl without yeah. like um knowing a hundred percent sure she was gay felt like kind of a win but on the flip side i was like oh god i can't speak I feel like I can't speak to anybody. Well, yeah. Like anybody. It's so funny. Like I will just be at work and I'll be like presenting something or talking to people and I just flub all my words. And it's so interesting to me because in my normal life, I'm not like that. Yeah. I think my bigger issue is that like, (laughs) not that I have no boundaries, but like I'm willing to talk about most things pretty openly that I don't think people are willing to talk about when they first meet a person. The, the barometer for me of what I'm comfortable talking about is pretty high. Um, like I was that kid who I would go to the hairdresser and tell them my entire life story with That's all so the funny. dirty fucking details. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I think part of it is just like, I'll say shit. And then I'm like, That's not a thing you say to someone you met today. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I really can't tell how people are reading me at work if I'm reading as like cool, fun, and quirky or like this girl's weird. I got a comment <laughs> in an internal review on um, this week. And, uh, she said, everyone feels like you're so positive, but like not annoying positive. <laughs> so I was like, that's great. Yeah. People don't think I'm annoying. Cause I think that is true. I feel like when you're first meeting people, especially coworkers, even a first date, you want people to like you. And so it's I just, feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, on the line of annoying. Yeah. I just, it's like a weird balance. Cause I think like, with my friends, I feel very, you know, outward. I'll just say whatever. I'll like make weird sounds or whatever. But at work, I feel a little like scaled back. I feel like mm. I have my walls up more. I should have walls up more. <laughs> I, I or don't. the opposite. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, um, <laughs> my coworkers are already very familiar with like when it's really slow and like I, I get kind of like restless physically like sometimes yeah. and like it's a smaller store so like at Lulu when it was kind of slow and there was music I could just do my sort of weird little dancing and no one would be particularly phased by it where <laughs> it's a lot more noticeable when I'm in like a small intimate store right and people already have picked up that that is something I do and like I have begun laughing every time and I can't tell if it's a way of like laughing like <laughs> laughing with you or if it's like what is this girl <laughs> doing <laughs> stop because wait Uh, Will you hold my mic? Yes. I'll just do like this. (laughs) Like only for a few seconds, but like. (laughs) And like, that's just not a thing people do in public typically. Yeah. Um, I stretch a lot. Because I get like shoulder pain really easily. So I'll just like start stretching and stuff. Yeah. So I don't don't know how people are reading me yet. Um, Me either. There's a couple of like the residents that I feel like I've gotten close close and close to, which I like. Um, 
But yeah, it's hard. I don't know. It's still like hard to tell and gauge what people are really thinking about you. And yeah, you know. Um, circling back to dating. <laughs> going I'm jumping back all over the, the place. Theme. So my sister's a, a bad communicator via text, phone, whatever. Uh, like if you're kind of not in person with her, you're not going to hear from her. Um, but my sister and I have been texting more recently. And it's only because there has been such a wave of people buying houses and getting engaged. So every time we see a new person, we text each other. Yes. And who I, was saying that? I was talking about this with Erin yesterday. I'm like, I just feel like I opened Instagram and somebody I know is engaged. Uh, yeah, I hate it. It's literally. Oh, and then our other texts are us. We're both paranoid that we're balding. Oh, our dad. Oh, my God. Really you bald. sound like my brother Aiden. <laughs> Doesn't it? I don't know. I think that's your hairline. Well, that's a horrible hairline. Why do I have such a shitty hairline? I blame Jeffrey. You I sound blame Jeffrey like for everything. You selling my brother. My brother Aiden is like because my dad. He's not completely bald, but he's basically bald. Um, oh my gosh! I'm looking at them sending um, messages back and forth of people getting engaged. <laughs> this is about people's houses. Oh my god! Or buying houses. Um, so many people we know who are our age and younger are buying. And here's the thing. I'm gonna be honest. I know in most of the cases, it's like, you're not buying this house. Your parents are mostly buying buying these houses. I know that. Okay. (laughs) I I know know that. But it's still like, why the fuck are you buying a house? I know. Me, like on TikTok, when I see like 23-year-olds buying houses because they have a lot of TikTok money. And I'm just like, what the fuck? See, for that, I just find it funny. Because it's not like, but like, that's not buying a house to me in like an adult way. That's buying a house in like a rich young influencer way yeah i think i'm more disturbed by the people who are like buying houses in an adult fashion Mm. like they're buying them with people i would say the the thing that i've seen a lot of people do is buying houses the people that are not married to no which like uh, no 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 no, have we learned nothing from ariana and tom yeah it just like i don't know i I think i feel torn about it because there are a lot of people like marriage isn't for them and like i very much believe sure like a, a very fulfilling partnership um, I think I'm, <laughs> I'd be less worried if I saw gay people doing it. I'm more worried by straight people doing it. <laughs> it's the and I can't explain that, but I don't know. I'm more concerned for them. Right. If like, let's say you didn't want to get married and you are in your like going on later twenties and you're like, this is a person I want to be with yeah. and you buy a house and it's a very intentional choice. Go for it. I think but it's weird to me when like 24 year olds who are not engaged buy houses. Right. Together. Like that is a binding contract. Particularly cause I'm like, I don't know if it's both your parents putting in for this or one more than the other, but like whose parents are buying them? How? Why? I know uh, parents are helping with down payments. Oh, down payments. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be mad it's if my parents, parents helped me with it. Fl- yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. It's okay. not parents flat out buying houses. It's parents helping buy houses. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane though. A fucking house. Yeah. Wow. I think that's the thing is like, I've seen, Two different people from my hometown buy houses in the last month. Holy shit. Yeah. And one of them, the one of them, I honestly didn't look at where her house is, but the other one bought one in my hometown. Which what? Buying houses in my hometown are fucking expensive. Oh, they've got to be getting help with that. House no, we then. all know they yeah. are. We all know they are. Adulting is just so interesting. And the paces in which people take adulting are so interesting to me. Okay. A little off topic. Yeah. I know we use it a lot, but I do kind of hate the word adulting. And I'm going to be honest. I think the reason why I hate people using the word adulting is because do you remember when I dated that 27 year old? Oops. Here's hoping my mom wasn't listening to this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it was like early college. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He would always use adulting. And I was like, you can't use it. You're 27. You are an adult. You're an adult. You stop. I'm almost I an know, adult. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I know we're getting close to that age, but I'm like, I feel like when I'm 26, still, I'll be an adult. I think also because I'm like, you're 27. Tell me why you're dating a 19 year old. That is disgusting. <laughs> that's a no. That's a no. Because I'm like, I see people on dating apps that are even like, 23 and I'm like no like I had a, a friend who was having a conversation with me recently where it was two women and she even felt we were dating a 21 year old and she's also 24 yeah I and just, she just turned 24 and I'm like yeah no I think that's normal like 21 to 24 like not an issue but like she even checked in on it about, and I'm just confused by like these adult typically men yeah who, who are, are doing this. children and it's like no, this isn't a coincidence. You're doing this intentionally. Interesting. 
Ew, that's disgusting. Yeah, I just can't imagine dating a 21-year-old. Like, knowing, like, where you're at at 21 versus where I'm at now. Like, it is just such a different place. teenager. Yeah, like, Like, you're a baby. Yeah. Adult men dating children. Disgusting. Disgusting. We do not approve. And and, and I'm going to be honest. The older I get, the more I'm like, no, like... I used to very much think, like, in some cases, like, oh, like, it can kind of make sense. Like, sometimes it just happens, whatever. No. 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 You're no. an adult. You're choosing to date a teenager, and it's with purpose, and it's with intention, and it's gross. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. So before we get into our little topic of the day, what is this with your Celsius kick? Are you just, uh, did oh, you have a Celsius, and now you're, like, No, I, I've been on a real Celsius kick. Here's the thing. They don't really affect me that much. I'm not convinced caffeine okay. affects me. Sometimes I'll notice effects from caffeine. Yes. But like I've been having Celsius's most mornings. Interesting. I get that. I feel like I can have so much caffeine within a day. Like, and it's kind of scary. I'm like, is this like bad? So sometimes it kind of just makes me more focused, which I have a theory on. I was diagnosed with many things as a kid. Yeah. ADHD. One of the things was ADHD. They then took these backseats that diagnosis yeah but i think they're my sister also has adhd and the fact that i was yeah. diagnosed then undiagnosed makes me think maybe Sus. there's some truth to that yeah and caffeine is a stimulant adhd meds stimulants yeah and i'm gonna be honest when i take caffeine like it doesn't really make me feel awake or really anything but sometimes i'm just a little more focused interesting and i'm like suspicious Shush. For sure. Anyway. Anyways, we are going to talk about clueless clear-ups today. Is that what we're calling it? Yes. I'd like to claim credit. I yes. came up with that. Audrey came up with the name, came up with the idea. I was in La La Boo Boo land this entire week, so I could not think of anything to talk about. But uh, it's a great idea. It's actually something that I like came up with a while ago that was like a little, basically, it's a kind of a bit that I want to incorporate sort of to our, uh, <gasps> Another with our clueless moments. Yeah, a little segment moment. Um, but we didn't know to talk about this week so we decided to talk about that yeah (laughs) but basically it's just like things that we feel that should be like taught to youths yeah taught to people Um, that should be cleared up before you're entering into adulthood yes or like things that we have been clueless on and we're not anymore yes which i actually want to open with that because I had this revelation yesterday when Mm -hmm. I was talking with one of my friends because so I am nearing the end of my residency, which is scary, spooky, scary, um, spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down my spine to the kids. I used to babysit, loved that song. I remember that. They loved it. Okay. Anyways. So this residency is coming to an end soon and you know, you are either going to get a job or not after this. It's almost like an audition, like a long form audition. Um, and so, Some of the people who I'm working with, a lot of them have just graduated college and a lot of those people, I was about to call them children, but they're not children. They're only two years younger than me. Um, A lot of them are getting really nervous and anxious about it. And I understand um, it is a nervous and anxious thing. Um, However, I feel like now being like two and a half years post-grad and going through my different trials and errors with jobs as much as I do would like this job you know I'd like a full-time job it'd be nice to like take a breath for a hot second and just feel like I have a job um I feel like I did such a great job this summer that I'm like if they don't hire me they're fucking it is their loss because I know I did a great fucking job and you know a lot of things can go into hiring and I I know that like it will be disappointing, but I know I did a great job. And I just feel like the, even though we're only two years apart, I do think that when you're just graduating college, there is this immense amount of pressure. And mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, we didn't really maybe experience it because like in the corporate sense, because I don't think that was on our brain. We also like graduating still very much in the pandemic. pandemic sure. Like, Everything was just so fucked that I think we both experienced more pressure and less. Yes. Because, like, there was kind of nothing you could do. Right. So people would kind of give you slack. But also there was nothing you could do, which was incredibly stressful. Right. And so I just feel like so many of them are coming out of this and they're like I need a job like I need a job like my friends have a job or like I have another friend that's sort of in a residency type job and you know they this job is nice they literally pay them for like five months to try to find a job 
Isn't that insane? So I know. Um, this is the page program. They like they have a period of their like program mm. where they are paid to find their a job out out of this. Amazing. I know. And she was talking about it, and she was like, "They're comparing themselves. They're freaking out because some people have jobs or not, and they're like, I need a job. I need a job." And I think what I would say to that I've learned and look back on that like clueless time in my life where I was just like I need a job like I need a job like if you've just graduated take a deep breath Mm -hmm. you graduated literally two months ago and I know it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders to find a job to move out to get income like whatever but all those things will happen in due time whether it's a year or several years from now you will be able to figure it out and if you don't get that big job or you don't get your first corporate job from the first residency or interview you do it is okay I know it is disappointing but it is okay I also wish like as much as like my brain's still not done cooking either I wish, and I, I don't know how to say this in the way, demeaning is not the right word. I don't know how to say this in the world way that isn't like a little bit like, I don't want it to sound talking down. Your brain is really not done cooking as much as like things are still not easy for me now. And like, there's still like a lot of shit I don't have figured out. Your brain still has a lot of finishing to do. Just a couple years of time everything is going to be easier to manage everything feels so huge and all-consuming now and that is like completely accurate and honest and like that feeling like is very real and I remember it time helps yes it does get better your brain isn't done it's never done these things before and it doesn't know how to it will get easier as you do it more and as your brain finishes cooking. Yeah, it's very interesting because I think something, and it's something I wrote down that I wish educators, parents, people would in general would even like, I'm thinking like when a school invites somebody to come teach a masterclass or talk to you on a panel, something I wish people would talk a lot more to college students about is this transition from graduating or even like graduating high school, because I know like college is, a, you know, something that is not normal for everybody. But also like I feel like in the more recent years, it's become more normal. But maybe like older people talking back on it didn't go to college. Anyways, um, I wish people would talk more about like the grad graduating till to like 28, like those couple years, because we had a conversation with somebody yesterday. I was just saying earlier And, you know, she is a big time person at this company now and has been for like 10 years. She's been in her role for seven. But before that happened for her, she dropped out of college. She went on an outward bound thing for a year. She worked in multiple different places, changed career paths quite a few times. And I think if people were more open about the messiness that sort of happens in this 20s era, people would feel a lot less expectation and pressure for things to be so perfect so quickly but I also think like the first time you're dealing with this messiness like it is so much harder like the first time of doing everything you don't know how to do it like that's what my dad says is everything is hardest in the beginning yes and like you I think I thought I was going to be so grown up and so adult when you graduate. Like my conception from growing up, because it's the oldest you've ever been. Yeah. Is that like when you graduate college, you're an adult. Yeah. And like adults know shit. You have never done outside of school. You're doing so many things for the first time and you don't know how to do them. And that is completely normal, but scary as hell and super fucking hard. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. If you think about it, because it almost feels like, okay, I'm comparing this to birth because like, I just like feel like they literally just thrust you into the wide open world. And for so many years, you've been in such a structured state that it's almost like your body and like mental state goes into complete shock. Yeah. Because you have no, I like, you're just like, what? Like I'm supposed to like fill my time up. Okay. So uh, let's say you do find a job and then it's like, wait. I like don't have any ho- like how like hobbies Taxes, and friends rent uh, like, like oh, oh my god bills life like it's all super fucking hard yeah on a slight transition so the thing that caused me to come up with clueless clear ups okay was oh. um yeah I think I already told you yes yeah. so I have credit cards and I I have a good credit store 
Um, but I finally, like, I had to, didn't have to, but uh, the credit card I had was adding fees. And I was like, this isn't a good enough credit card for me to pay fees for it. So I switched credit cards. And so I did a bunch more research into credit cards that, honestly, I probably should have done the first time around. Oops. Um, but I did find out to improve your credit score, credit utilization, ideally, you want it to stay under 30%. What that means is of the credit they allow you. So if they allow you to spend $100 on your credit card, you should only spend $30 on it. And that'll improve your credit score. I assumed. Interesting. Yeah, I assumed that if they give you up to $100, you spend the $100 on it and pay it off to show that you can spend and pay it off the full amount they're allowing you every time. No. <laughs> um, that is so interesting. It should be under 30%. I super didn't know that. No one told me. I didn't see it anywhere until I went and Googled it. Um, I use so much of my credit card. <laughs> yeah. So I've been cutting back on my utilization because it turns out that's what you're, you're shouldn't use more than 30%. And that's, I, that is not intuitive on any fucking level. Um, and like technology has gotten so advanced. So like now, like so many credit cards are hooked up to like a credit score tracker where it'll like tell you the knocks against you. And I think that's actually where I initially saw that. Like it, that was the one that like, I didn't have a green thumbs up on was credit utilization. Um, but there's so much shit like that, that is very complicated that like, again, is not at all intuitive. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we, before we ended up recording, we asked like on our Instagram, what p things people mm -hmm. felt they needed clueless clear ups on. And a lot of them are financial. Uh, yeah. So many, like, I mean, one of the things I wrote down, I said, obviously taxes. Like I did my first um, round of taxes this year and I ended up paying money and that sh like I did not make a nearly enough money where I should have been paying them and like I just fucked it up so fucking hard and so obviously you learn from that mistake and next mm -hmm. year you do better but it's just frustrating that I ended up paying them like almost $200 when I probably just did it very wrong and didn't need to do that I mean I didn't really have a like I had a loose budget but not one that I'd actually been following I'd mostly just been raw dogging most of my finances not a good decision yeah I'm but, like, bad with finances I'm not even gonna lie no one really taught budgeting and like I do think that like older generations like I'm, I'm sure they would also kind of say like well we weren't taught that we had to learn ourselves but it has gotten so much more complicated not just within our lifetime but like the cast couple of like credit cards are very dangerous like I would say the one financial thing that my mom did teach me from very young is don't just pay off your minimums pay off the full thing every month because that shit is dangerous yeah. and it is meant to be it is designed to get people into debt so companies can make money from it yeah but it, the world has gotten so much more complicated in ways that it is so much easier to fuck up. Like it, it is so much more dangerous and not knowing how to do these things has so much larger consequences than it did a couple generations ago. Yeah. You know, you talking about this just brings up a very like interesting point in my mind. Like, you know, college was an amazing four years. I grew a lot. We learned a lot. However, I think something that college could implement that would be worth a lot of the money that you're paying to be at that institution are courses where you are learning to actually quote unquote adult like let's talk about a financial literacy and like personal finance oh class. My God. I would I think that is so much more important to be a part of like uh requirements Fire of yes. freshmen than honestly a science class I didn't need a fucking science class. Oh my class. gosh. I, that was not important. Like why <laughs> are not you, fucking use that? Right. Like why are you having me take a statistic class that is open book so I'm not even learning anything? So if you replace that with a financial literacy class or personal financing or a budgeting mm. class, like think about like even if that was open book, but think about like what you would actually be doing with replacing that. That is a life skill, mm -hmm. you know? Or like even in high school, like there used to be like, my dad took woodworking and like my like family members told Cooking. me about them taking, yeah, like home economics and whatnot. Girl doesn't know how to cook. And like <laughs> a lot of that shit was shit you were taught at points and you're not anymore. And then adults are like, why don't you know how to do that? And it's like, well, cause no one taught me. And I mean, what is really magical is there is so many resources on the internet. Sure. And like, I, I saw Brittany Broski. There's a quote from her of being <gasps> yeah. like, I learned how to be a functioning adult from YouTube. Like, 
there is so much shit that we're not taught and it is all accessible on the internet but the internet is also fucking endless like it is impossible to like learn everything and find everything out yourself like i i i wish that these conversations and like this stuff had been more talked about and more taught and i think some people like what people are taught by their parents can super range yes it varies this is kind of going off on its own thing but like as states sort of debate like uh sex education within the classroom like a lot of people are like it should be up to parents what they're taught and it's like well a lot of parents don't teach anything i never had any sort of sex ed like had it just been like decided by the state that parents were going to do it i would have fucking learned nothing ever and that's very dangerous like these things should be taught in a standardized fashion to some degree and like whether it be sex education or financial literacy like that stuff should be mandatory because it's deeply important to know because look i think it's great we get educations we learn things it's beautiful but i also feel like you're paying so much fucking money to go to college and while you do learn a lot about the career field you're going into, you are not being prepared for life, mm-hmm. for what happens after those four years. Particularly as it gets, the world is getting increasingly more complicated. Yes. And like, I'm going to be honest, I'm terrified for like, like not terrified. There, there's many pros and cons to the world, but like, it's going to be even harder for the next generation of like, uh, sorry, words. Um, like how much we grew up on media and with everything being documented, like the next generation is going to be even further. And like, as we, our generation gets older, like there's going to be issues of like videos of people who are up for Supreme court nominations of like, not just, I mean, the Supreme court's a bad example. They're a fucking mess and they clearly don't give a shit about any ethics as proved with so many of their people, but like where there's going to be videos of like all of us from high school doing dumb shit and illegal shit. And that's going to get increasingly more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to, you know, see what happens as we continue to grow older. Um, because as be- like as amazing as social media can be for a number of mm-hmm. reasons, it can also be equally very terrible for a number of reasons. So, yeah, I mean, all this to say, like, I think it's it's there's just a lot that you don't really learn. And then you're, you know, pushed out into this o- wide open world and it can be very jarring. And there's often consequences to not knowing these things yeah I think a lot of people get very depressed like I do I think a lot of postgraders go through these weirdly down depressive moments because it's it's this really it is a sad time you're you're lost and confused and you don't know where to go and you know as the years go by I, I feel like the lostness does get a little bit better but there's only other things you know things pile on like I feel like right now my biggest challenge is like you know, like I want to be pursuing some like dreams that I have with this podcast, with my own creation, but uh, like being an adult is a thing, like having money is a thing. And so I feel a lot of pressure to, you know, figure out a job that I, you know, semi like so that I can like start making like a decent amount of money because I don't have that right now so that I can move out so that like, you know, it's, it's a very weird cycle that they have going on in this world. Yes. That I don't love. What do people say? Um, Yes. So I've pulled up people's responses. And so I'm going to read some of them. So one person said, how expensive gas ends up being each month? And other other than rent, it's my biggest expense. Yeah. Yeah. I spend a shitload on AC every month. Uh, Your AC is like gas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's so uh, so expensive, Um, especially in the NYC summer months when it's just like mm -hmm. you cannot not have that thing going. Yeah. I I have to account for like an extra probably $80 worth in my like utilities fees during the summer. Um, Yeah. And that's partially because like I like to keep it cold. And particularly as like in the last few months, like there's been a lot of time where I'm in my apartment. Um, But yeah. 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 I mean, even like a gas, like, so I use my parents' cars, but like to fill those things up, oh my gosh, like I cannot like imagine doing it like full time. And particularly with inflation, as things go up and down, like, like I've been trying to follow budgets and like, particularly for like, again, we're both speaking from places of such deep, deep privilege. A hundred percent. Like there are people who have a lot tighter of budgets. And so the inflation of these like, uh, of everything across the board like 
there, there's no wiggle room. I know. When I went up to upstate New York, I filled my dad's car up. And usually it's like $100 to fill up. And it was only $60 up there. I was like, damn, it's so cheap. Next is taxes, insurance, filing for unemployment, and renting an apartment. Yeah, particularly in the city. like Renting. It, it is so complicated of like... My parents were my guarantors, and then they needed guarantors my first year here. Wow. Uh, interesting. Because Massachusetts, there's like three states that are really friendly to the renter, and Massachusetts is one of them. And so, like, my parents uh, bought a house somewhat recently, the past couple of years, and they were like, renting you a studio apartment in NYC was more complicated than buying our full ass, very expensive house. Yeah. Well, very expensive relative to my apartment. I cannot, like I, as much as I look forward to moving out one day, I am nowhere near looking forward to moving like to the city and going through that process. Actually, like fun fact about my intimate life. Um, this is not actually about (laughs) sex, so I don't really know why I said intimate. But I was having like, you know, I've always wanted to live in the city and I'm definitely going to. But something that Olivia and I have talked about and I think are leaning more and more towards is that when we move in together, actually buying an apartment in the county that we both live in Mm -hmm. and like just commuting into the city because we can get so much more space for our money. I could get a dog. um, And we're increasingly realizing that like the chaos of the city is something that we're not sure we actually want to be in the middle, which is just interesting because if you would ask me when I graduated two years ago, I would have told you I am going to live in the city until I buy a house. No, I mean like I, I seriously like, I'm still very much undecided on children, but something that will be a major factor in it is money. Yeah. Children are very expensive Expensive. and like the world is very expensive and it just keeps getting more expensive. And I, I truly don't know if I'll be in a place where like that is an option. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. I was having a conversation with my eyebrow person. Love her. And, you know, we started talking about like these adult sort of topics and she asked me how many kids I wanted and I told her like I was like I had always sort of like wanted four but as I get older I realize the world is so expensive like what if I don't make enough money to have as many children as I want because I do want to be able to give the child that I have like a good life you know yeah it's crazy um a lot of these have overlaps yeah taxes is a big thing from everyone taxes and um investing still clueless yeah no i don't know shit on investing no me Mm. either um taxes and time management when you're on your own time management when you're on your own is a huge thing taxes car and health insurance adult things yeah oh my god you guys health insurance health motherfucking insurance i have like a little update on like my endocrinologist journey so my pcos is like pretty bad so i have to go back on like um a medication for weight loss because of like diabetes and like all those things um And I know we've been seeing a lot of these drugs go around in the news and everybody has shit to say about them. Um, But like, I'm actually somebody that needs it. um, And it's been impossible for me to get them. Like I don't, I'm not taking a semi-glutide now, which is like an Ozempic and Wagovi because my insurance will not cover any of them. Um, And so now I'm doing a medication that my insurance actually doesn't cover, uh, doesn't cover either, but I'm doing a hundred dollar a month deal through a certain pharmacy. It is pissing me off i'm like i actually need this medicine and you're not covering it like what the fuck and then you go back and forth and back and forth oh my god mm-hmm. oh my god um credit bills interest mm-hmm. and how hard it is to actually get a job after college yeah uh yeah credit oh. bills interest investing all that shit is complicated you can get yourself real fucked really easily i thought about you the other day because i had applied to this job at milk makeup like in in january and then two weeks ago i got um an email from linkedin that said we are closing this application like you have not gotten the job i was like no motherfucking shit sherlock and because you had said that you've experienced that Mm. before i was just like what the fuck i one time with a theater job i think got an email like well over eight months later 
And I was like, yeah, no, I figured I didn't get that based on the fact the show already happened. I put that together. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're right. It is really hard to get a job post-grad. I mean, like I've had, this is my third job Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard. And honestly, like now looking back on it, something else that's become maybe clearer for me is that it was not a poor decision on my part to babysit that first year post-grad. I think you just have so much stuff boiling up there that like it like I you know I understand wanting a big cool job but I would like highly recommend to people getting something that is a little bit less big and you know insane well what's also hard is like I know for a lot of like older people who I know who are like our parents generation and a bit old above them like I, I my dad is on the older side um is like a lot of them like joined a company like kind of fresh out of college and they worked their way up and stayed there for essentially their entire career and like that really isn't really an option anymore like they've made so many jobs into like gig stuff and like there's a reason why there's a lot of striking happening right now it's because like the conditions particularly for people beginning in their careers are terrible and I mean specifically with the WGA strike like I've been following that and SAG after it very closely and one of the things that they wanted to like talk about is they're like, if we keep going the way we are, we're not going to have showrunners anymore. And like showrunners are the ones who like oversee and kind of manage a TV show. And we're going to have really shitty TV shows in another couple decades because we don't have people who are being trained for that. And the way that it used to work is like writers would sort of be able to deflect both and learn how to do it. Mm. And the offer that was kind of given back was that like, Oh, we can make it an unpaid internship position. And it's like, well, no, no full adults that that doesn't work for full adults. They need to get paid to do it. And if you don't pay them to do it, then no one's going to have the skills to do it. And in another couple decades, when the people who are currently working that job, there'll be no one to fill their spots. Like making everything gig economy and everything unpaid internships doesn't work. Like there needs to be room for growth and potential and everything. And again, like I'm very anti big corporations because like so often they're very, their focus is on profits, not long-term longevity. Um, Unpaid internships are the bane of my existence unpaid work is the bane of my existence when I go on LinkedIn and see so many fucking jobs that are unpaid or are at starting salaries that would not allow you to comfortably exist in this world there is nothing that pisses me off more because like again how are you supposed to set up your life if you literally cannot pay to live in the city where your job is because your job is literally paying you next to nothing to do the entry-level job it's insane the older I've gotten the more like just like greed is so rampant particularly and like the the degree between like the mega wealthy and everyone else just keeps growing and it's just like it's horrifying to watch and god I wish that I could remember the full comparison but what feels really frustrating is I I was thinking about someone had talked about how like uh, our generation has already like seen so many crazy things yeah and how like well yeah but like a couple generations ago like they lived through like world war one and world war two and like uh the cold war and whatnot and the kind of comparison that I sort of came up with and this was kind of in reference to global warming. We've gotten way off topic in lots of different topics, (laughs) but what it kind of feels like being a young person right now is like people like world war two cold era. They they were really afraid of like nuclear war happening. And like that could be arguable that that's scarier than what's happening right now. The I'm doing a very bad job of explaining this. Stick with me. Um, (laughs) But kind of the comparison that it feels like is this like, well, it feels like that there is a nuclear warhead that has been set off and we know it's going to hit in several decades and older generations are like, no, that's not a problem. Why are you stressing out about that? God, I'm doing a very bad job explaining this. I swear that I was very succinct with it when I came up with it a couple (laughs) nights ago. What feels really frustrating about being a young person and being very aware of this is that people are straight up just denying that it isn't existing. And it's mm-hmm. like, imagine if it was like an actual nuclear warhead that like, it wasn't going to hit soon, but it's going to hit in a couple decades. And people are just like, no, that doesn't exist. Like, no, yeah. that's wrong. No, yes. whatever. I see what you're saying. Now. Yes. Yes. And it's like, 
I think if we compared it to that and it's like, we, we do know that that's what's happening and people choosing to ignore it and choose profits over it. It's just, I've gotten wildly off topic. I don't know if anything I've said in the last several minutes made any sense. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, if you've just graduated, this <laughs> is our love letter to you to just say, take a deep breath for a hot second. And you know, we're all still figuring everything out every day and you're doing your best. And that is truly all that matters. You're making it to the next day. I hope you enjoyed my rant. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was a good rant. I saw, I saw, I saw what you were getting at. Yes, yes I did. I like, did that's see That's what it feels like. Yes. It feels like they are saying that like a big catastrophe is going to happen in a couple and years. And they're just like, no. And there's, yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. And it's like, saying. we could stop it. And they're like, no. No. It's like, it's no, like, but we could stop it. It's going to kill us all. Nah. Yeah. This world is, is a very interesting place and you will find out how to get yourself enmeshed in it. Um, but yeah, this is a good idea. We should do this again. Yes. I'm going to be actively thinking about stuff. Yes. Um, because I feel like, or even I want to go back to listen to old episodes and kind of think about my clueless moments and see if any of those deeper ones have bit shifted. I've always had an idea of listening back to our episodes and like doing some, one of those sort of like episodes where you look back and, and reflect. I hate listening to old episodes. Oh, I kind of like it sometimes. I don't know. No. No. Anyways, we love you guys so much. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to go follow us on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. And on TikTok and Instagram at F completely F-C-K-I-N-G clueless. That's right, right? TikTok and YouTube. YouTube? What did I say? Instagram. Why do I do that every time? TikTok and YouTube. At completely F-C-K. I-N-G clueless. clueless. Do not forget to rate. Review. Subscribe message me your anti-capitalism manifesto exactly and we will see you guys next week you're going to get a little bit more of us in the coming weeks um because we still need to figure out some guest pitches we've been busy yeah honestly you guys we've been busy you know it's been a summer but we're gonna try and get back on track and yeah so that is that have an amazing tuesday have an amazing week and do not forget to be motherfucking This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.